This is Dark Nights. It's about 1 a.m. in this silky highway of dreams and nightmares. And that's why Dark Nights is just a catchphrase of going, huh, Dark Nights. I got stabbed and raped and I tried to crawl my way out of the pool of the Jersey Shore Hudson River. Huh, Dark Night. This is more so for people on a general basis of just who are struggling. I recognized that cognitive behavioral therapy, life is all in perception. But I realized no one cares what anyone thinks. It's all the narrative we tell ourselves and subconsciously. And I realized how I look at my life is very negative. And I'm sure a lot of people have that problem. And I think it's what we want life to be versus what life is and accepting life as is and letting go of what we want it to be. Because all suffering in the world is because people want their life to be a certain way. You know what I mean? Like if I look at the things I wanted in my life, it would be a fucking nightmare. But if I look at the things I got in my life, my life's weirdly fucking awesome. And that's not like a brag. It's just, yeah, I guess it's all perception. And I realize the narrative that I tell myself is all negative. Like everything I say is negative. And I'm trying to look at things positive. Like for those who imagine everything was perfect. And I know that's black and white, but imagine my purpose is just to sit here. My purpose is to go get the mail. My purpose is to go to the store. Like that's God's divine objective purpose is that everything is perfect. Like how would life be if everyone thought of it like that? I I wouldn't think of it as perfect or I mean, shitty. I just am in between the way I think you should be. Perfect in some grand design. Like the events were perfect to train you or give you the thoughts or ideas to have X, Y, and Z. And then it like goes to next lives and eternity. But I just started to think of if everything was perfect and we just can't see it because that's all suffering is not knowing what life is for. So we have to give our own reasons for life or not knowing what happens when we die. So we give our own reasons. But if objectively we were told it's perfect to not know the meaning of life, it's perfect to not have control of your life. It's perfectly fine. If we told ourselves that in everything, that's, I've, that's how I'm trying to process life. This is worse than going towards Christianity, by the way. This is like I'm so close to the edge of doing the thing because it's like all I have left is to say everything's perfect. If you look at what life is objectively, it's us being born into consciousness and then us slowly dying our cells decaying. It's like our body is letting go of existence. It's like we were brought here just to die. And that's the whole purpose. Like we're forces of procreation to procreate so other people can just die. But it's like our body, our gravity is letting go. So why wouldn't the purpose of life just be to let go and accept life as is and not the idea we have of it in our mind? I... I don't have an idea in my mind of life. I don't I don't think about it the way you think about it. It's just it is what it is. What if I don't care about what, what the purpose is? And I think also the purpose changes on a daily basis. The things you want in life, you keep saying, oh, I want this in life and versus what I get. Well, what I wanted in life in 2017 is not what I want right now. So I know. 
it changes. Been, it's ever flowing. And but I've been pretty consistent in what I want. And the majority of people go for what they want in life or they just accept what they get because a lot of times people get what they want and realize, oh, I didn't want this. I want something else. And then they're kind of never happy because true inner fulfillment is within. But it's all together, whether you get what you want or you don't, it's accepting what life is. Like, even if it's like, oh, I got this fucking mental illness and everyone I love's dead and I can only preach to like a hundred people and I'll never be some influential figure to the world. I'll just accept as is like this was God's divine plan. Like if God came down and said, you were meant to be no one, a nameless, homeless drifter, that is your divine purpose. It would be like, okay, then I'm living purpose perfectly. I I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care if it's divine Because you don't purpose. care if you do it over again. That's why. I mean, you could I, die. And that it was that quote you said that fucked me up is what? the Nietzsche. If you could live your life over again, oh, yeah. a demon said you lived it a thousand times. And I said that would be awful. But it's really just because of I look at my life in a very negative lens. That's why I didn't hear from you for three days after I gave you a Nietzsche quote. And then you finally called like... I'm pretty sure on some sort of something in a park crying. <laughs> it happens. I was in South Carolina for work. You know, it's hard for me to get work because everyone really likes me and they promote my name and I become really successful. And so I have to get weird jobs just for cash. You don't view your life through any kind of lens of positive or negative. You just kind of view your life. Yeah. It's really strange. Do you think? Well, because a lot of people add on to their life. It's like they add little, what is it, nouns to what their life is. And you just kind of take your life as is. Like, this is my life. Some people say, this is my life. It's and blank. And it's a positive or negative perception. You just say, this is my life. You don't add a perception to it. I mean, if I had to say, if I had to put it in a category, I would say it was good. Yeah. I would just say mine was strange i love how we're talking in past tense it was like, it this was is a, you guys ready for the finale tonight oh. i just after that heart issue on the one podcast and docuseries and the scare in january i just feel like i can't keep fucking living and i've been thinking about dying a lot you know like i've been thinking about traveling here and there like no, but I've been like, oh my God, there's going to come a time where I'm just going to, whatever the fuck happens, it's going to happen to me. It's going to just, I'll just evaporate into the sky or whatever the fuck happens or the simulation turns off or I enter the next realm or God says, hey, that was just a joke. We were just fucking with you. Now you can actually succeed in a career and be a performer or feel fulfilled or help out and save the world. And you're not just some nameless person screaming into the void. Like whatever the next thing is. But I, it, that's fucking scary to me. It's <laughs> like it's, or it's just weird. I don't even find it scary. It's just we're all going to fucking die. I'm definitely going to die probably sooner rather than later. Because human survival is just what it is. You know, we go back and forth this whole docuseries of whether it's predetermined. When it's your time to go, it's your time to go. Or whether you struggle to survive. 
And I thought about that. I thought about what if I had to fight to survive? And it's like, I'm so in this Zen of accepting what my life is and not trying to grasp at what it could be like trying to crawl out of a hole before you die or just accepting I'm falling in this hole. So in the vein of accepting and seeing everything as perfect, it's okay if I die young. It's okay if I die in some weird fucked up way. Yeah. Because that's what was happening in January. Don't you remember when I had the V scare? I was like, like, oh my God, I was saying I'm dying, but hey, you know, I did my best. I tried yeah. tell everyone I love them. Here's this. But and the I, same you, thing with the heart issue a month ago. You catastrophize when you think there's a possibility for you to die because you like want to flirt with it. You're like, hey, my password to this is this. And hey, this is, oh, uh, if anything happens, this envelope and all this weird you shit. You think I flirt with death? Yes. No, I think I prepare for what I could see coming in the future no i mean when you're having a pain in your chest i mean that's kind of normal it was psychotically painful i know but i mean i guess with inhumanly vid, painful with the vid i mean you weren't 104.5 fever you weren't gonna die it felt like everything was burning in my body i i know i had it too but i'm just saying you didn't have it yes i did you didn't have it to the extent that i did not even close to the extent that you did but what i'm saying is it's like it's just what it is. Like God turns the machine off or Allah or Buddha or whatever force. Justin Bieber. Yeah. And that's my thing. It's like I look at life like it's a burden. Like I look at having to drink water and having to get sleep and having maybe it's because of my medical conditions. But it's like I look at everything through this negative lens of fuck. I wish I didn't have to drink water. It's been three days. I wish I didn't have to eat. My sleeping cycle is always fucked up. I wish I had the ability to have a normal circadian rhythm. Do you comprehend the dialect in which I am communicating information to you? <laughs> But I realize that's what I do is I just have this very grimace look towards life. Like you show me family love and relationships and I say, oh, this is weakness of people you can't live without dependencies and things that are going to break your heart when they die. Like I look at everything as worst case negative lens and totally it's, I need it's to It's very stop. frustrating. Like I was like, I want to get a cat. And you're like, why? Just buying something so you can watch it die. But that's how I feel. I don't mean to be that gloomy cloud over and your we were existence. On a, we were on a hike and then there was a, a grave that someone had built for their cat. And you were like, see, see, that's an omen. Don't get a fucking cat. No, it's just to me. I just and that's the main reason I didn't procreate is yeah. a I don't believe my genetic structure should exist in this world and also b i would never want to have something that i love and cherish and that is a part of me in this existence but existence is subjective it's just me saying it's a not positive experience on why i don't feel it's right to procreate i feel the circumstance of consciousness not knowing the meaning of life not knowing what happens when we die 
and all the suffering in life equals no one should ever have a fucking kid. That is the literal reason I haven't procreated, but that's all looking at it from a negative lens. If you looked at it from a positive lens, life is beautiful. There's things to enjoy and it's okay we don't know the meaning of life. Everything is perfect the way it is. God has a grand design or whatever universal force or we're just stardust. So have a procreate. No, it's just... Like looking at life through a positive lens. would make me procreate and then marry a bunch of people but it comes down to who i am is i'm different than other people based on my medical condition so it's like i have to look if i'm looking at things through a positive lens it's okay how am i positive how do i view myself positively i have to then invert social conventionalisms and norms of society to say okay like a weird fetishist and being up at three in the morning and my diet of just raw meats and kratom and aspartame that's that's the bar that's positive like i have to look at everything backwards to look at myself positive Mm -hmm. so that's also an issue it's like why i always make jokes of like r kelly's just someone who loved and was very passionate in a careless world because someone like r kelly is a monster in the societal morality standards but how would r kelly if i'm saying look at life positive how would someone like r kelly or kevin spacey look at themselves positive if not to just invert morality and abusing people is a good thing i'm doing it for god like a jihad so kevin spacey can go about life positively or oj simpson so you feel like you're in that category of a person who has to do that convince themselves like what are you doing that's so bad that you feel that way you know i just have a lot of dreams of ice cream and murder (laughs) okay i mean i do it as an exercise of control like i at least i put a gun to my head at least once a month i mean it's not normal behavior but what i'm saying is it's not that i'm suicidal i just do it so i know okay i'm choosing to live today i'm not being forced to i'm not being manipulated to live life i'm choosing to cuz i load the gun i mean i can't load it ever and it's just this strange it feels like gravity like two magnets that don't because to put a fucking clip in and put it to your head with your finger on the trigger is so fucking terrifying it's like it's like you're looking through another portal that you won't come back from. So I never get it fully in. And I just hold it there with the intention to put it down to say, I'm not suicidal. I want to live life. And then I feel very empowered. Like I feel like I'm choosing to live and then I can look at things from a more positive perspective. Okay. Imagine the average guy is like, oh, it's embarrassing when a woman walks in on me and I'm jacking off. And my thing is, oh, it's embarrassing when a woman I love walks in on me and I'm holding a gun to my head. Yeah. I'm too crazy for existence. But even saying that, everyone's like, oh, that's just edgy. But no, I think I think football is staged. Oh, God. What? I think baseball is staged. I, just I think shit like that. Where did we just turn? We were... We're getting on a road there, but that's, it just got it went random. But that's what it is: is I look at things from this angle, and I say it, and you people don't think that baseball is staged. It could be, it could be, it could because you there's so much money it. in the. Tra- if you were training for years and you were the best in the world, you think you'd know how to pretend to catch a ball or pretend to miss a ball. You think if you could co-works, all those uh, like football. Almost like it's like a ballet. It's a theater art. 
to WWE. That's what I sometimes think, or sometimes I feel like that. Like I just get a feeling watching a football game and I'm like, oh, it's staged. It's these people are purposely missing or purposely catching and they're purposely running and sometimes they get it and there's some coordinator behind the desk kind of and that's what makes the player's stats go up. Sometimes I just feel that in my heart and I'm not saying I'm a weird guy, everyone. Look at me, attention seeking. It's I'll say, hey, I think the football is staged and people will say, you're fucking weird. It's the dissonance I get from everyone in life that shows me that I'm not like everyone else, even though I try to be. Yeah, I, I think we all know that you're not like everyone else. But I won't, it's not even, but every, the majority of people look at everything through a lens of ego. So they think it's either, oh, he thinks he's better than everyone else, or they mock me of, oh, he's less than everyone else. But I don't look on it on that two-dimensional scale of better or worse. I just think I'm different than people because I recognize life is up and down. Like money doesn't mean anything. I could be a millionaire tomorrow or I could lose the money in my bank account. And the same for everyone else in the world. So money doesn't mean anything. Status in the world of cancel culture or people who allegedly believe in cancel culture, you could be the president of the United States and a story could come out and people could hate you and you could be shamed as the most villain tomorrow. So status doesn't mean anything. The only meaning is in who you are in a spirit. And I believe it's the love and energy that you leave behind. That's the purpose of life. And that's the being. And that's for everyone struggling. The only thing that matters is the love that we leave behind with everyone. And everything else is just arbitrary. You get a job, you lose it. You buy a house, uh, you sell it. Uh, You create some project, it destroys itself. Those are the laws of the universe. But the thing that is forever is making it matter and giving the hope and giving the love. So that's where I come from in that angle. I I don't come from it at any angle because I don't spend time worrying about what the purpose and meaning of life are. I know. It's just a constant hamster wheel. And this also peaked when I realized I wrote a book about a god incarnate in a human form. And the god has power on earth and the God then fails to save humanity and the God then fails as a being. And three years later, I read the story like if I was the one writing it and I was the one imagining it, this was my fantasy. Why did I write that the God would fail? Wouldn't any person write that the God succeeds? They're writing a superhero movie. Why would they write that the superhero fails and loses? Probably because you were trying to replay the traumas that you have been discussing with me today and yesterday about trying to do things and then them failing. But that's what I'm saying. You talk about a lot. So you think the fantasy would be, okay, this is about someone who succeeds. No. Like the self-talk, the narrative we subconsciously No, because there's play. too much of that out there already. You could just go watch any Marvel movie. It's you wanted the story of you. So I think I'm cooler than everyone else because I fail. Like, hey, kids, succeeding in your dreams is overrated. Be a failure like me. No, You know what's you cooler grow- than getting a marriage or getting stable mental health or a good place to live? Failing in your dreams and ending up in three trap houses with different hoes who work your money for you. You just wrote what you wanted to hear. You wanted to see someone else go through what you felt like you were going through, so you wrote a book for yourself. You know how many times we've been watching a movie, and you're like, man, if that's the ending, that's the greatest movie ever, but they're probably going to make it all happy. 
Well, because I feel like there's too much emphasis, again, it's all ego, too much emphasis on a positive ending or a happily ever after. And I don't want to be the teenage angst, life doesn't have a happy ending, but something more realistic that we can set our sights to. Because again, media is the thing that programmed everyone to have wishes and have dreams and have wants of what they think life could be rather than accept what life is. But then again, the majority of movies wouldn't be successful if they were saying, this is what life is. So they give you a vicarious, this is what life could be. Like, live your dreams, this is what life could be. Ask the girl out, because your relationship could be this. It never shows you what your relationship will be, which is every guy out there, your fantasy girl, the girl you want your dreams to be with, it will end of just you guys being bored in a bed, looking at social media saying oh you see this meme that's the highest that's what you're fighting people for that's what you're trying to get the corner office job for that's what it is so you can lay in bed next to a girl and wonder should i have stayed with her that that's every success relationship story that's the highest bar should i have stayed with her is where you lost me i mean the sitting and looking at their phones yeah. I'm just saying, like, everyone's like, oh, the, like, when they think of love or romance, the same way I think of, like, accomplishing a goal or saving the world, these sort of idealistic visions of grandeur in a positive light. I could save the princess, and then me and the princess would be happily ever after. What is happily ever after? Virgin guy who's never been with a woman. What is happily ever after? It's being with a woman, and then you guys are just, huh, you see this tweet? Yeah. Oh, you see this article? Yeah, that's that's what it is. That's your that's happily ever after. Yeah, but if they you... don't think it through, they're like, "Oh, I'll kill myself if I don't end up with this girl." But oh you're... my god, I'll kill this guy if if she doesn't pick me. It's but you're taking out of the equation that a lot of people enjoy the idea of procreation. So once you add that into the mix, you're not just like, "Oh, all we do is sit and look at tweets." You're like, "Oh, I have those kids." So even if she's annoying, she can't shut her fucking mouth. By the way, that was really rude last night. What? It was last night and I was no, watching- No, last night you did the your little fun ritual. Okay, whatever. It was the night before. Okay, fine, whatever. But last that... night was not boring. <laughs> last night was really magical and that, special. Yeah, that was weird. Okay, you're right. It was the night before. Do you want but... to tell the people? I- inv- You can always edit it out. I involved food into- a sexual ritual that I performed on him. That's all. You were eating in bed with me? No. What were you doing? I was doing a thing. What kind of thing? The thing that involved... Oh, like you were licking it off my nipples or my dick? I was licking it off of a body part. And I would have licked it off of more body parts, to be honest with you, if I thought you were down. What showed you that I wasn't down? Nothing. There was nothing, exactly. But yeah, night before last, I was geeking out on the Chef's Table series. Yeah. On a a, a platform that I don't want to name because it's just that platform. Sometimes bothers me. That's a great show. That's what I'm saying. Everything ends with us just being drug addicts on a couch. It's like the teenagers that How you're friends with. How are we going to be drug we addicts? We are Lizzie and Random, the teenagers you grew up with. 
now in their 30s and 40s, we're sitting on a couch, we're smoking a bong, and we're laughing at TV shows. That's what we are to the audience. We don't smoke bongs. I'm just saying, there probably are. They need friends, and we're those friends. I'm the one that'll say the weird fucked up shit, and you're the one that'll just be the chick that hangs out with the dudes. Wow, that's what I am to this podcast? I'm the community boyfriend. I'm expendable. You're, they at least want to keep you around. I better not fuck up, otherwise Lizzie leaves our crew. I'm the one that they're like, yeah, he could go any day. We don't give a fuck about him. He's fun to hang around. He's like a magical circus clown. It doesn't really add anything to our lives because we don't value anything he values. So I'm watching The Chef's Table, and I'm fascinated with that show. I think it's awesome. And the guy is talking about, I don't measure things. I don't know how to measure things. Like, I just feel it. And I'm I like, think yes, I said, I said, yeah, I, I, that's how I cook. And I said, it's like little Wayne. I don't write shit down because I ain't got time. I mean, and, and if you are the kind of a person who's a great cook and you follow recipes, awesome. But that's like reciting a poem rather than writing a poem. Or freestyling. And I was saying this and you were, and I was, I was like, and here's where I learned. I learned this from my mom. She's the one that taught me that. I didn't even know. And you go, you know what she didn't teach you? How to shut the fuck up. No, I said, like, you know what she didn't teach you? How to shut the fuck up. It was just a dumb one-liner hacky joke. Oh, women won't stop talking. That's I just, you know, it's like a, that's what she said. If I'm like, oh, man, uh, at my uh, ex-girlfriend's funeral, this and this. And then you know what the coroner said? It was, she said, sometimes it's okay you to put it in. And you go, that's what she said. Like, that's I know just what a that's what that. she said joke is. That's, but that's the women talk too much joke. But I was all joke. really compassionate about what I was saying. I was telling I know you about you were my history I know. and where I learned these forms of art from. And I really, you know, love culinary arts. And I'm just showing this side of myself to you on a level that I don't think I had shown before and to be met you with, have, you know I what? I know how much cooking means to you. I've told you to start a food truck. I literally said, leave this relationship and become a chef in Nashville. I've said that. I've said that part of your brain that wires family responsibility, if you went crazy, fucking direct a movie, lock yourself in this apartment for the next six months and just write and direct and edit your movie. Like that type of shit, I, you know, it just, I would encourage so many times you've said a joke and I'm angry, but I'm like, but that was really fucking fun. Like the delivery was good. And that was one of them. I was like, (laughs) and I just have that internal dialogue of like, all right, can you excuse how fucking rude that was? Because it is funny. And there's a lot of times. Half of everything is delivery. That's what people don't understand. To do comedy is to just do hypnotism and magic. It's getting in a flow and you're getting in their subconscious and then you're picking it up and then you're pulling the strings. And then boom, laugh. And now take it back and now laugh like like call and react like that's all it is. It's just you have to fill in the words of like, oh, walk to the bus and then you can misdirect it. You can absurd as it. Oh, I fell into a portal. You could uh, twist it. You could reverse it. You could do the double down. You could say the thing that's purposely wrong. And then I committed a hate crime. You know, like the thing because we know it's wrong. You could be parody. You could do satire. You could make a pun. These are all forms of comedy for the, I was walking to the bus. And yeah. I, 
And that's why I said, they always say in comedy, rape is not funny. And don't you remember, I walked in here five days ago and I said, rape is funny inherently, objectively, because it's like slipping on a cosmic banana peel that ruins your life. It's the ultimate slip on a banana peel joke. I guess. Except it destroys your life and your psyche for life. Imagine, whoop, slipping on a banana peel. But instead it's, whoa, it's the ultimate clown and pie in the face by God or the universe or humanity. It shows you humanity is just malicious animals. If you were thinking life is all Xbox cupcakes and baby carriages, someone rapes you. That's like getting a pie in the face for life. (laughs) (laughs) See, I told you. (laughs) That sound should happen after every rape. <laughs> that's that's rape. That sound is rape. Except it traumatizes you forever. But that's what I'm saying. It's like ironically, that was on key. <laughs> we have a thing because he can only sing on key. I only pretend to around her. Anyway, but that would be the thing you would sing on key. Because I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to show her that love is more than something sexual because she thinks love is only sexual. No, I don't. No, what I'm saying is you don't believe in emotional connections. So what happens is I start hanging out with women. I don't believe in emotional connections. No, you don't think there's such things as emotional affairs or emotional bonds like that. So when you see me with a woman and I'll be singing crazy in key with this woman you're gonna, your head's gonna explode. It's this female comic. And this is the thing is, I think she thinks I'm attracted to her. And it's not, it's, I, this is sick. I wanna be her, not her, but it's like, I want the energy she has because all of her fans are so fucking nice and she's so pleasant. It's like, no one's ever pulled a gun out on her. No one's ever like threatened to kill her. She's never got threatened or banned. And it's like, I just, and she has no idea I do this. She thinks I just talk to her like we're peers, but it's not. I'm like looking at her jokes and I'm like, how can I make that part of me? You know what I mean? Like she's subconsciously a comedy writer because I realized the only way I could ever be successful and liked in this world is if I literally do the, how they joke about all women talk about is their pussy. If I just go my mental illness, that's every single joke. Hey guys, I was in a relationship and it didn't work out because my schizophrenia or I was walking to the bus the other day and then I decided it wasn't real because my schizophrenia. <laughs> like Gabriel Iglesias, I'm not that, I'm fluffy. Punchline for five specials. Jim Gaffigan, I like food and I'm lazy. You know what I mean? I'm mentally ill. That's going to be my thing. Burke Kreischer and you guys have to tell you this thing. Like everyone has something that's their hypnotic rhythm. Dave Chappelle and I'm telling you this thing and microphone, you know, so mine, the only way I can be successful is it's just going to be my schizophrenia. It's going to be the punchline to everything. Every fucking joke I write is just going to be because I'm mentally ill. Hey, guys, I destroyed a docuseries because I'm mentally ill. They don't like me at Gas Digital because I'm mentally ill. (laughs) I got kicked off of a tour because I'm mentally ill. People don't want to hang out with me because I'm mentally ill. See, I could keep going and going and going and going. I don't think going. that's funny, though. But when you get in a monotonous or a hypnotic flow, it you make people laugh with anything. That's just what comedy is. It's finding that sort of that innate feeling. It's like energy in a different dimension, and it just and it just makes people laugh. 
And I'm not saying comedy's hacky. I just see certain patterns or rhythms or essence and flows, and I recognize that that could be mathematically computed and explained. It's like the first person who hears guitar or a drum beat, they're like, oh, this is magic. And then you see the measures and the rhythms, and it can be calculated. That's how I see comedy, or I see stand-up comedians. That's why I know everyone jokes, but when I sit in a comedy audience, I don't laugh because I'm studying like their pattern, like their tap dance. I feel like they're taking all of the fun out of comedy. I don't have any fun in comedy because no one likes me. (laughs) Nobody likes me. Nobody likes me. Because I don't like y'all anyway. I don't like y'all anyway. I let my whip talk for me, my watch talk for me, my gat talk for me. Blah, what up, homie? Even bitches who don't know me, they want to blow me because the shit I floss on be saying a lot for me. I came in a rap humble. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I just realized I did a reference that no one would know unless they were at Lucy's record shop in 1996 listening to my band. Serial killers? Nah, I mean... I was a featured artist. I wasn't really. It wasn't my band, but we were called the Pipsqueaks. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And we had, I go to school and nobody talks to me. I had a girl, but she didn't love me. Anyway. But nobody likes me. It was fucking awesome song. I mean, procreation is a big argument of whether people are for or against, and I feel like it's something that should be well thought out because a lot of people I know had a kid because they thought that's what they were supposed to do, and now they resent the kid and they hate themselves because they weren't built to be parents. And then there's a lot of people out there who feel like, you know, the sort of live for yourself motto, and then they don't realize how enriching having a kid could be because it's growing with them. It's like that an experiment that you become God and they become the person. So you grow them and they grow you. I, I and think that's I, a cycle in life. And I still don't know where I stand on it. I don't know if I should procreate because it's like the lineage and the bloodline. Like if I'm this intelligent to even think of it, whereas the majority of people couldn't, or is it self-sacrificial that I don't believe the things of this dimension, so I'm saving my bloodline like it ends with me because enough of the nonsense? I think that when people say they're on the fence about whether to have kids or not, they shouldn't have kids. They haven't broken a condom enough? <laughs> I mean, the millennial version of we're having a baby to save this marriage is just starting a podcast with the person you're about to break up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. No, but anytime, it always bothers me when people say, no, you don't realize how much you're going to love them until they're here. No, you don't get it. Yeah. When that baby comes out of you, it's you could not imagine that capacity of love. I did imagine that capacity of love. And I realize it sounds like, oh, she sucks because she thought just the way she loved everyone else. But that's what But they- it's not. I played with baby dolls my whole life. I raised my little sister i knew what that capacity of love was and and it just bothers me it's like because don't say that because then people what if they don't feel that exactly and then now they're just resentful like wait a minute i thought this was some magical thing that's how i felt about having sex with a hot guy for the first time because it was never my thing and everyone's like oh my god he's got abs it's so great i'm like i thought something magically would happen to my body 
that wasn't happening with the guys that I was but that's with before. Is, that's the appearance. Like, this they try is to not all it's that. cracked up to be. And they try, but that's a lot of things. That's like part of the cult ritual is to get people to procreate. You have to sell procreation. So you sell these mantras and beliefs of, oh, having a kid feels like this and it changes your life. And they say it even to just go along with it. But who the hell Whereas, needs to sell procreation and why? Other than other times, than religious in, in, no, reasons. No, in Western society, because a lot of people are opting out. And I feel like a lot of people aren't cut to be parents in 2022. Oh, yeah. And it's them being aware of that. But it's also them neglecting sort of responsibility. Like they feel like I'm just going to live for me. So then they just kind of fall apart and become garbage. Whereas having a kid forces you to be responsible. Yeah. It forces you. It's like a psychic tether. I'm only imagining as the community stepfather for the last 10 years with every woman I've come across. <laughs> community stepfather. That's that's a title I'd have. Literally like in this neighborhood walking out and like watching out for other people's kids and shit like that. And hey, do you need something to eat? All right, here's some Cheerios and milk. It's to me, I understand the liberals of the liberal argument of not wanting to have a kid because you're too messed up. But I understand the conservative argument or the spiritual matter of it is like having a second life and your life ends and their life begins. And it's not about you anymore. It's about growing their brain and molding them each and every day and every moment of the day, you're growing them into this sculpture. And that's the beauty of procreation but then i think it's like for me personally is that kid happy or did you just have them to make yourself feel happy because the majority of people have kids to make themselves feel better and then that kid grows up being a vessel of pain for the parents because they resent and hate when the kid isn't making them happy because they're like i only made you to make myself happy now I'm miserable so fuck you and the kid ends up a fan of mark random that is extremely fucked up way to look at parenthood I don't think that- I've, I've experienced it. You didn't grow up in the suburbs. That's everyone in the fucking suburbs. Every single house. I did all not those four car garages. to make. No, I'm saying the majority of people. Make me feel good. I knew a lot it was going to be tough. I knew it was going to be lifelong sacrifice because I don't expect to live that long. Yeah. You know, I just every thing about it, I always assume is just going to be sacrifice. I just. I mean, t- obviously, I know there's going to be a ton of love and amazing things that i had to do i i couldn't if i had to do one thing i had to be a mom but you don't know that and that's no i do know that no what i'm saying is before you you don't know you just think because of movies and hollywood and propaganda for hundreds and hundreds of years having kids the best feeling i know some moms that they're like i felt nothing when my kid was first born and they said i learned to love him two years but the first few months, I'm like, who the fuck is this thing? And I'm like, thank you for saying that because that's a real experience. And it's kind of like how guys look like bitches if they admit realness. Women, for whatever reason, look like horrible to society if they admit that, that they don't love their kid or they don't have that feeling that everyone talks about. And I wish more people were honest about that so they can learn to forgive themselves and each other. Well, I have that feeling, but it's but it's not like a surprise. I'm like, whoa. I know I, people that did not love their kids when it was born. And then later on, it's like then it kicked in. Well, that could have just been like postpartum depression or still. But I can't imagine not loving kid i mean but that they said they had to have someone else hold the kid because they're just like what the fuck did i just do 
And that's how I would feel. I would feel like I almost damned a kid, but this goes back to perception is I feel like I just damned someone to this existence where there's rapists and murderers and drugs and suffering and jail and third world countries and beheading and starvation and illness and disease and technology and manipulation and Illuminati forces and evil and cover up and extortion and defamation and dehumanizing and war and pain. Like I would never my fucking life gamble to bring that into the world. But then I just sound like an anti-natalistic person. So Natal- it's like, what's a natalist? It's believing in procreation. So anti-natalist is believing in not procreation. Oh, so natal. I'm, natal, yeah. Okay. I'm still on the fence about it because it's like, you know, if there would be one purpose to life, it would be to procreate. But then it's like... We're back on to what's one purpose in life. Because we all have genitals that... I shoot sperm to make a child. That's why... When I was born, that was what was in my wiring. I grew. I grew hair. I grew taller. And I grew balls. And I shoot cum out of those balls to make a kid. That was the purpose of nature for a species to Mm -hmm. survive. But then I think of like humans as a virus... Because they look like mold when you view out from afar. Yeah. It looks like humanity is the virus. Yeah. And, but or God life created is the virus. virus just and, like he created all the other viruses. Exactly. Except or for those that may or may not Life is the virus and we're the antibody. <laughs> or some humans are the virus and some are the antibody. That's how I would look at humanity of like some are positive energy and some are negative energy. And that's the virus and the antibody. And to an antibody, the thing that's opposite to you looks like the virus. Kind of like, I'm a real person, so I see fake shit as the virus. But fake shit that makes all their money being fake looks at real shit like it's the virus because it exposes them. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's what I'm saying, is it's action-reaction cause and effect. It's only someone's interpretation of what's a virus or what's the antibody but that's positive energy Mm. versus negative energy yeah i guess we should really feel we should really think twice about bringing a kid into this world that is full of rainbows and buffalo mozzarella pizza and radiohead music there you go and and louis ck and joe list's new movie and just all these things all these human created things yeah but if they can't pay for the cable subscription, or they can't even afford the fucking apartment to live in because the Western society Illuminati's destroyed them or they're socialist and gulags. So you raise your kid in a jail cell where they can't get access to such great comedy as Bill Burr's new special and Joe Rogan. And <laughs> now we're just doing fucking advertisements for people who probably hate me. Colin Quinn. A fucking god amongst man. Fuck your, oh, Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock's the best comic. Colin Quinn is, if I'm not the comedy god, then it's him. I fucking love Colin Quinn. No one will ever know how I much I love, love that man. I fucking love Lauren Hill. How many yeah. times have I made you sit We were through... supposed to go on a tangent. I know. Of was saying good things about life and I was going to say bad things. And we were like in a rap battle where I say four verses, you say four verses. I say good oh, I didn't about- realize we were doing that. That's what we, you were just listing positive things. And I, I was know. like, yeah, but if they couldn't get I the bill. I don't know. I think you were we supposed should to- keep going. We keep going. I mean, what am I going to say? Watermelon and Lauren Hill? Oh, no, I can't say <laughs> <laughs> I swear that was a fun. 
I love boredom. How outdated is your racism? <laughs> Everyone knows it's spicy Doritos and Arizona iced tea. No, I was not trying to make a joke and I'm not racist. No, I know, but people don't know. <laughs> They're going to cut this clip and say you're racist, but she really does love watermelon. And, and she does Hill. love Lauren like, Hill. So she was just thinking, because she said Joe List and Buffalo Mozzarella. Mm-hmm. She's not saying, oh, because fucking Italian guineas. She was just thinking of things she loves. Yeah. She's a gluten-free person yeah and so she eats watermelon regularly the way i eat diet coke or raw steaks she eats watermelon and she listens to lauren hill constantly last night fuck you all for thinking that was racist (laughs) yeah because you can't have a person that just enjoys different eclectic things in life you have to go oh stereotypes because you're in a fucking two-dimensional box i'm living in the fourth dimension from now on i'm not entering the third dimension so people will like me you all can suck my fucking dick random go on but i made you listen to the whole lauren I, hill i love that i would believe her as Unplugged the set, album. third greatest rapper of all time krs1 rock him and lauren hill and the fact that no one puts lauren hill in that list and they're like there's so many others but then they, they put biggie in that list and everyone's like but he only had two albums but it's like lauren hill her influence was so crazy and incredible that in hip-hop not on the world but in hip-hop so for lauren hill to not be in anyone's top five is fucking crazy so what happened last night when we were watching lauren hill and you were eating goat cheese now you've told them what the thing was oh we didn't no no cut that out all right so what happened last no, night? No, I really, you were I guess I don't Lauren really Hill. care. It's a, the most obscure thing that you would ever want to eat off of body parts for whatever. I can't even. Call Am it. I just the goat I cheese even... guys? Then is there like in the past was there like raspberry guy, and in the I future have... there's going to be Jello guy? I have never eaten food off of anyone ever. I was, and people are going to think it's weird. Like, oh, what is it with goat cheese? Like, I could see their minds no, going somewhere weird I with it. What I say is... It was... I was just in the mood for goat cheese. It could have been barbecue sauce. Everyone... It I think everyone's weird who doesn't do that. Who doesn't express their desires because they're afraid to be seen as weird. I like peeing on women. I know. I, but it's that, a respectful thing. I don't do it out of disrespect. If, I joke around in humiliation and degradation, but I love it. A mutual thing of consent. And I love fucking peeing on women. It's just what it is. Why is it always plural? Women. Like, who are you peeing on? How many women have I peed? In 2019, don't you remember? You were there at two different occasions when I peed on women. Two different women in that year. And you were there. I remember one. What if you don't genetically have the best person? And I mean that on a very nice scale of there's a lot of what I consider genetic deformity because I put myself in that category. So you're Hitler towards yourself. Of course. I would look at myself and gas myself if I were... (laughs) I'm serious. I would. I would exterminate schizophrenic, PTSD, bipolar, weird comedy, musician, rappers. A million percent. Oh. Yeah, of course. Hmm. I bet all the Jews who have been fans of me are like, like just got shocked right there that, you know, who I'd guess more than them, myself and other versions of myself. Well, that's all life is, is life is just different versions of ourselves. I feel like that's why everyone's so attracted to social media is because it's like, oh, this is myself if I lived this life or this is myself if I had these uh, 
philosophical beliefs or this is my life if I took up this interest and hobby that's why everyone's vicariously lives through everyone because everyone's a reflecting mirror of everyone we're all one consciousness of God and eternity separated to make us feel like different parts of that and unfortunately or to your all entertainment I'm the part of the expression that's just fucking crazy the part that goes haywire, the part that is genetically not all that, the genetic chaos one, the one that's like, ah, fucking go crazy. So that's the part of the infinite God that I'm expressing. And being aware of that is that's my purpose. It's kind of like there has to be one broken cell in everything. Why are we still talking about purpose? That's all no, you No, procreation. Because there were so many fucking Down syndrome kids. <laughs> Where? few days ago when we went to that place oh yeah but that's what i'm saying it's like those were all from people who procreated and now all these kids are suffering yeah we went at a water park we went to a water park and a whole bus of down syndrome people but i don't even hate down syndrome people no but it was I just really hate specific the fact that they exist. kind of let's down... not say because we're already gearing that territory but but i just hate that people didn't think oh i might make a genetic fucked up thing in life that's gonna suffer and i'm not saying down syndrome people are genetic disasters what i am saying is people with down syndrome are suffering in life and their life is agony and they're wailing in pain and they can't do things for themselves and they're fucking helpless and you should have fucking thought before you brought that into the world because they didn't have to suffer so but, if anything but, okay, i love but, humanity so fucking much but, i want to exterminate it so it can put it out of its suffering but this is a really very strange demographic of people who have been known for... Hasidically retarded. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, nev- never mind. <laughs> no. A-, but... a group of people... Yeah. This was a group of people who have been known for their religious beliefs to inbreed. So... I don't know if we can say that. But I'm not saying what religion it is. I just said. Yeah, I'm going to cut that. Okay. <laughs> just Because I don't want to say that. But I'm just but saying. I'm just, it was really, yeah, whoa. Like, at least if that's the rap that you guys have, don't take an entire bus of them to a water park. I know. It's <laughs> you just, know? To me, it's like, that's that's the liberal propaganda of gender switching and hormone blockers and IUDs and condoms and different fetish sex and transgender is to prevent procreation. But it's like, on the other hand, the you need to procreate and continue the bloodline for the human species that needs to, that we don't need to be extinct. It's like, why create something that will suffer? I just, I don't understand it. And if someone, well, then someone would explain to me, you just don't have enough testosterone because life is great. Or you just don't have X, Y, and Z. No, you just don't have enough faith in yourself that you can make the life better for the kid. I do. I don't believe the world could because it would be me versus the world. And the kid would have to go to school. Then change the world. What do you fucking think I've been trying to do? Show up and just beat the shit out of any kid that touches your kid. I know. And then I go to jail and I have to fight people there. And then I have to fight guards and then I get killed. You got to know how to do it right. You've almost done it a few times. I had to pull you back. A few times, yeah. From I don't want to say this on the podcast. What? Or docuseries. That's why I don't have close connections with my stepson anymore because people, I just, I love him too much that anyone fucking with that, because he's also a good kid. So it's like, 
I could tell if you if he was being an asshole, but it's like if you're gonna throw dirt at this fucking ray of sunshine, I will murder you. Yeah, I feel that way too. <laughs> and I was like, I will fucking kill you. And the eight year olds like, I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie daisies. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's why I'm just a family friend to them now. And I'm not pushing daisies. I'm not responsible for I'm not day to day responsible until I can prove that I can financially contribute and have a family and house. But that's what I'm saying is you say change the world. I'm trying to change the world. I just don't have that much faith in other people. I just don't have a faith. I believe I could have a kid and bring it into the world and give it positive experiences i just don't believe outside this world whether in school or in the job force or right, in the world right, or right. environment so they would you, have a positive experience because i think humans suck so what you do is you move to alaska mm-hmm. and you have a farm yeah there you go but then the kid's gonna be 20 years old and be like you fucked me up dad because you isolated me on this farm and what i needed to do is go out into the world no, and then I, he's the only cry. the only reason I can say that is from experience. I know a lot of people who grew up in a very isolated farm, and overall they say their experience was good, and I think their experience is way better than a kid just on social media and playing video games. So exactly, if you really want to procreate and you really are concerned about the outside influences of society, then move to a place like that. But I am like, trying oh, so hard had... not to have everything that we say sound like we're cult leaders, but it just seems like we organically sound that way sometimes. No, but what I'm saying <laughs> is, is I don't even give a fuck. I will I lead the cult. That is my purpose from some divine God. Oh. What I'm saying is it's like I can't control if that kid suffers or let's say he has a genetic defect that he has to suffer through life with. And I brought him into this world and now he has that. Well, that one, I would never that, forgive myself. That one's rough. And that's but why... But that's what I'm saying. Well, that's, and so many people procreate thinking, I'll have a great kid. And then you have a whole bus full of Down syndrome people wailing in pain and suffering and crying. It, that's what I'm saying. It's not that I don't have any hate. It's I mean, empathy and this, it's pain. This, it's cringing pain of I see us, their helplessness. This brings I us see, into the abortion I see everyone's topic. Down syndrome... And I see everyone who has Down syndrome and my heart cringes with helplessness for them because I have so much fucking empathy. I just want to end the suffering. Like I want to end their screams that I hear in my head every day. And, but that makes me sound like a bad person. But this goes back to me saying, looking at things positively. So I have to look at extermination leaders as heroes because that's how I view a situation. Like, you're like, why do you look at yourself so bad? Because I believe in euthanasia for people who are suffering in life. And that makes me come off like a very bad Jack Kevorkian no, type I, of person. No, I believe in that too. But and that's it, what I'm saying. You're like, what? Humanity as a whole would look at me very horribly because they're like, you want to kill a bunch of innocent Down syndrome kids? And it's not that. To me, it's compassion for their, their helplessness and weakness that I want to prevent and stop a lot of down syndrome kids live a good life and but who's to say because they're wailing in pain and they're screaming and crying and they can't put sentences together and it it breaks my fucking heart it depends on the level that's like saying autistic people suffer some of them do autistic people they're always in a constant state of suffering or i feel the suffering outweighs the good this is why I'm so anti-procreation. You cannot make that determination. I can because I see them. I see kids with autism. All right. Is Elon Musk autistic? Yes. How many, you're picking the one example. This how is many what fucking kids does he have? How many do. fucking kids does Too he many. have? 
But he did say that one quote that my kid owes me nothing because it didn't bring me into this world. I owe my kid everything because I bring, I brought that kid into this world. And that's how parents should feel, but they don't. There's so many fucking things wrong with the conservative nuclear family that I just, I wish it was better because it makes the liberals seem right. And I don't want to side with liberals on, oh, procreation's bad. Just live for yourself. Self-indulgence and hedonism. But... Well, you keep saying that's the way liberals all feel. The majority like, of liberals do. Majority of liber- the majority of liberals don't really believe in having kids. They just believe that their ideology... True. That's why it's they're trying just, to teach their ideology to it's kids. It's just not true. Because they don't feel they could procreate... You're looking at the Twitter version of liberals. No. I'm looking just at liberals as a whole. That's why they feel they have to indoctrinate because all of that's the, the only way they're no, because they no. say marginalized groups like no, transgender no, and no, gays. You're, you're really looking at the Twitter version. I'm not. I have a lot of family members who are hardcore liberals and And the, they don't believe in having kids. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Yes, they do. They're because some of they, them have had too many kids. Because they live conservatively. They think they're liberals, but they actually live conservatively. It depends on what you say. Like Conservative, that's true. Liberal yeah, you're right. What? Definitions of conservative, like, cons- what was it? 90s liberals are 2020s conservatives. Yeah. So I shouldn't even be using those definitions. Exactly. That's so what I can I just go on a baseline, you. positive or negative, of procreation. I view someone have a kid as a net negative unless they can find out what the meaning of life is or find out what happens when we die. I don't think people should be having kids because to me, that's too big of a gamble. What if religion is right and their soul goes to hell? Then you just gave birth to a kid and now they're in some heaven and hell predetermination damnation battle uh, for deliverance and they're psychotically and they're schizophrenically trapped in that world. What do you do then? You could have prevented a soul from going to hell, but you brought a kid into the world and now they're going to go to hell in a life that they didn't choose? To me, that's too fucked up. I just don't... I don't have it in me to put that amount of thought into it. All I know is it's just like a thing in me. Well, I people needed should. to be. I'm saying I speak needed for to people. Be, I can't people speak for people. People should put that only... thought into it before they fucking procreate. All I put the thought into is: Can I be a good mom? Can I do better for this kid than my parents did for me? And my parents did really well. So yeah, I I knew I could, and I waited, 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 waited. And, and people did say, like, why are you waiting so long? I'm like, I just want everything to be right. I want everything to be perfect. I started the process of trying to have a kid, like, wanting to have a kid really early on, but just waited. Oh, I don't have health insurance. Oh, I don't have a house. Well, you know. well that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but, but I'm not going, oh, well, what happens when we die? Because they might go to hell. Right, yeah, and that didn't. Or cross, they might that be did, a child molester or be a mass murderer. That didn't cross my mind. It should have. It should for every fucking parent, and that's what I'm saying is I don't believe in procreation until we can figure out these fundamental issues of life. But again, that's looking at life as a net negative. Exactly. If we look at it as a positive, like what if God's purpose for us is to not know the meaning of life because that would stop all the mystery or we're not supposed to have control and we're supposed to procreate and then have that anyway, then it's like, then I would be right to just procreate and give another genetic disaster into the world and then he's fucking mentally ill and alone and I abandon him because that's what I do and that's his luck of the draw just like my luck of the draw and the cycle of luck of the draw keeps being broken but we keep looking at it as perfect. 
No one's looking at it as perfect. You're no, the- I'm saying what's meant to be. I'm not saying perfect as in like idealized everything's great. I'm saying it like the right place, the right time, the right thing was meant to happen because we're all a part of this collective energy and everything was meant to be experienced the way it was. Like that type of perfect. I just don't believe in putting someone through that kind of terror or suffering. Especially if I can control that. I mean... I feel like it really does lead into the topic of abortion, which yeah, well, that's which I haven't is, I haven't really fully formed. I believe I never in abortion ha- I, just well, because I don't believe you should bring a kid to this fucking world. Right, but I feel like I've always been obsessed with where is the line on any issue, like where is the line on what's funny again and like where I said, is the line on we when knew, it's justified to give like, someone the death penalty yes and like i said when is if it we knew what happens when we died we would be able to make those discernments but the fact that we don't know what happens when we die and we don't know what this life is or uh, consciousness is also if like the death penalty meant you just go to heaven no matter whether you're no a good person what, or yeah yeah no then, one gives a shit yeah, about the death penalty no they're like you're staying here yeah We're and gonna have you prison raped every day exactly yeah but then again, why would you have someone prison raped because they were born into a life they didn't control, have genetics that they couldn't tro- control, maybe try to make decisions that maybe they could control or not, but shitty circumstances, and then they did something horrible because they feel horrible inside, and then their life is just a vessel of suffering and misery. Why do that? Just to me, end it. Well, I got an amniocentesis test mm-hmm. when I was pregnant to find out. If there were going to be issues with the kid. Yeah. And I didn't know how I was going to handle those test results. But they came back fine. And I still don't know. I just... Because, like, for the reasons you're saying, like, if they're telling me the kid is going to come out really messed up and going to have a horrible life and need a breathing machine and this and this and that. I think I had that moral quandary of what do I do then? But that's what I'm saying is that's why I have plan B pills and I use women IUDs IUDs because it's like I don't even want to enter that room of discussion of should we have this baby even if it's mentally disturbed or not. I don't even want that as a part of the equation because I believe it would be so horrible. But then again, it's all based on I don't know. If I look at life through a positive lens, like everything's meant to be the way God made it, then then I still wouldn't just because I just don't believe in, you know, like that better to have loved than lost than not loved at all. I've loved, I've lost, and now I'm in the like not want to love at all. Like I would rather not have a kid than to have a kid and then have the kid have good times or bad times in life. To me, the 50-50 coin flip gamble is just too much to put on a baby. I'll come in the ass. We were talking about... Abortion. (laughs) No, I meant earlier when we were fooling around. Yeah? And I forget how we got in the topic of that time that we did that act. I mean, and I was like, that wait. time that we did that that thing, we did that act, that time, that's so vague. I mean, we were just talking about you coming in a butt. 
Yeah. So I thought they the would have said butt is funny because usually people like come in an ass or, I sexual, they... or ejaculate into an anus, but come in a butt. <laughs> sounds come like, in a butt. Sounds like, come like in a butt, come some in a weird butt, TikTok. Come in a butt, come in a butt, come, come in a butt, butt come in a butt, come in a butt, come in a butt, come in a butt. Sounds like something yeah. that, that someone would remix. Like someone just, they're going to remix this. Come in a butt, 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 come in
What do you mean ass out of you and me? What kind of shit is that? I was always one step ahead of people who did hack shit. It's mm, good. Yeah. So why is it mm-hmm. that when I first wake up in the morning, you have to jump on top of me and start saying... Ex- animal sex. It's because I missed you. Animal sex. But why animal because, sex? Because when I go to sleep and I'm dreaming, that's a whole 13 hours without you. And I wake up and I'm like, I'm with my best friend. So I jump on top of you. But you're not even into animal sex. It's just, you know, <laughs> it's the... Oh, I wouldn't be fucking you if I wasn't in animal sex. No, really though. That's you just know it's the most fucked up thing you can say. Not always, because if you're fucking like a doe, doe, a dog or a goat, and I said you just made up a animal that formulated on Noah's Ark, it was a dog and a goat. Ladies and gentlemen, he is not into animal porn. He just loves the obscure reference. Yeah. And decides to throw it at me but when I first wake up. To me, it's hot if a chick sucks a horse cock because it's like, then I know she's got room for me. Hey. Wow. Yeah. This is See, where we're going now. Central. You guys That's can what just, it is. You guys can just what tune out. What if the out? purpose of life is just to be a comedic hack? Like if God came down and did that. This gonna, isn't on the hack side, but. I'm going to cross this out and write I was at an airport, right over it i was at an airport bar and i really hope this chick finds me she was like an oklahoma and blonde hair and she had to clean up right so she just picks up this huge thing of bleach and just so purely and primalistically just bit it off with her teeth and then started cleaning and just the way that she didn't give a shit that she bit into toxic chemicals and they were going in her mouth was just got a little wiggle because she did it like it was so natural. It was so fucking weird. And I was like, that was fucking hot. The stuff that gives you a wiggle will never cease to amaze me. No, it's the same thing. The stuff that gets me off is people being their natural I habitat know. and doing their blissful things. Like in her mind, there was nothing wrong with just and just like gnawing on it in public. That was not worth whatever she was paying, being paid for by the hour for like there's no way that but that's what i'm saying imagine biting into bleach with your teeth to pull the thing off so you can pour it on like a bar grill or something for like and she just did it with her she could have used her hand but she didn't her her instinct was oh i have to clean pick it up and used her teeth nine dollars an hour nine dollars an hour like she has to but when I said, okay have a good day God bless you she said well God bless you too oh and I was like you're the first person who've said it back to me in like the next, the last right, two years. Where was this? And was this Nashville? No, South Carolina. So you really did go to South Carolina? No. That time when you were on the phone with me, you were in South Carolina. Hell, motherfucking yeah. I was doing comedy. Come on, man. I had a show. You lied. You lied to me. No. I could tell. There was palm trees. There's no palm trees in New Jersey. Yeah, there is. There's not. I'll show you palm trees. Let's go right now. Fucking three in the morning. We're going to see palm trees. People, I don't... Do you remember when you were a teenager and you would like go to a graveyard at three in the morning with your dumb friends? Why do we as adults never do anything like ghost hunting or night hunting or... They do. They have a whole network of TV for that. It's like TLC or something. Yeah, but I just... 
Networks are dying. I don't want to, but that's what I'm saying is I don't want to become the thing that every episode is just about a show that we watched because then we just become spectators and life is meant to be lived. If there's something I know that much, even if it's going to end with me dying, life is meant to be lived. Whatever that means, however broad of a definition that is. Like I just see society, especially with COVID and fear and the economy and war and illness and everything crashing down, being this thing that just watches TV. Kids will be born and they'll be born in front of an iPad and then in front of a screen and then a laptop and that will be their whole existence. And to me, it's a very two-dimensional way to live, to be a spectator to existence and just watch YouTube of people reacting to reacting to other videos. You could make a video on your phone reacting to a YouTube video on your computer and the YouTube video could be someone reacting to a movie that they saw and the movie could be a movie made about YouTube reactors. You get where I'm saying it just, it's an infinite loop. What if you have to go through like 15 dimensions of that and then you get whatever it is you're always seeking? The oh, thing that I'm shit. missing. Exactly. You make a video about a video about a video, video and then make a movie and then the make video a movie. So then you have to keep going. Well, that's why I just why say I believe- shit like this to fuck with him because now that's going to go in his head for the next week because he's like, oh my God, I have to make a reaction video to the podcast and make a reaction to the reaction video of the podcast. And then I have to be- then have people react to it, yeah. reacting to my then, reaction. And then, and then, then I can react, react to people's reaction to me reacting to the reaction podcast of reacting of our yeah. podcast reaction. It's it's a really not nice thing that I do to you. occasionally no, where I just fuck with your schizophrenia no. and I'm like oh oh my god the FBI is outside oh my god and you're like what? you've gotten what? hurt that what? way I know. in emotional ways I know only. Yeah. I <laughs> I've stopped but it's so funny sometimes yeah it's been years since I've done it but he's like oh my god could I- you imagine a woman saying and this is <laughs> an testament to what a great comic Lizzie Durazo a woman that says. I'm probably going to get backhanded for this joke, but it's definitely worth it because it was fucking funny. I mean, that's what you did last night. When did I backhand you? No. (laughs) No, the you got backhanded compliments. Yeah. Wordplay is also a form of humor. No, just the thing where, like, your mom never taught you to shut the fuck up. You know? <laughs> I said it more jo- dope. No, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty. Your deli- mom never taught you how to shut the fuck <laughs> it up. It was pretty deliberate. Like, that could have, that could have no, received that, a little No, but that's what shake. I'm saying is I feel like I am in this constant loop of trauma where I'm missing something. Like, I feel like something I'm going to do is going to unlock this puzzle piece I know. And whether it's joining a CIA or becoming a famous comedian or going back into rap or opening up my own church or volunteering. I have that. I showed you that that list of old people, the senior people who are in hospice and dying. I've done that job when I was 20. I'm going to go back there because they need someone with them. They don't want to die alone or whether it's volunteering as something that's going to unlock my brain. That's finally going to make like I know. my I know craziness it's, go away it's the and most, me it's enjoy the most... life me say I think but this is it I think the reason I have such a dissatisfaction with life is because if I say I love life like if I truly embraced how great and magical and miracle life is that we're just on this speck and this rock and it creates this miraculous majestic beautiful thing and then I die and it goes away it feels like being heartbroken so it's almost like for all of life, I have to act like life sucks so I'm not heartbroken when it leaves. Wow, that's 
<laughs> that's so you. Exactly. That's so you. I that's would, what you do with everything. Yeah. You catastrophize parts of myself, me. Yeah, to spare myself suffering. But you because do that I don't for life because in general? Existence in general. Wow. Because if I die, I don't want to be like, oh my God, I miss life so fucking much. I wish I was back alive. So I have to warp that life is this weird, obscure. I mean, my life has been pretty fucked up, but... <laughs> I don't mean, I'm just but, kidding. But no, but that's crazy. But that's, that's, crazy. that's what my mind does. Because it's like, imagine loving life every day. Then you're so scared to die. And you die anyway. And then you try to be healthy, but you're still going to die. You can't stop yourself are from you, dying. Are you serious? Like that's, yes. That's, you catastrophize life just so you can make sure that you don't feel bad if you die. Yes, yeah, so and I then can you feel okay with death because I'm afraid to fucking die. I Ever since I was a teen, you. I was afraid. You don't think I'm so afraid to die. I made myself think life is so horrible and hopeless that when you've seen me in near-death experiences, I'm so accepting of it because I realize I'm going to die anyway. So I have to learn to let life go. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is life is about letting go. Our cells are letting go. My hair is letting go. My sanity is letting go. My love is letting go. My passion is letting go. So wouldn't I just be letting go of life? I mean, that's like dementia. It's letting go and the purpose of life is to just be in it and then lose it and the only thing that matters is the love that you leave behind in that i'm just realizing your craziness on a deeper level than i've ever yeah because i knew you do that like day-to-day life but i do it with existence because i don't know what happens when i die i know but so i didn't realize it's so fucking catastrophize life in general yeah no not catastrophize just view it from a perception where i could be okay without it but the so way I you do that myself, is by saying it's horrible. Like I make myself fail. So I'm like, okay, it's good. Now, like I was a mentally ill a comic performer, failed comic performer. So dying is like a relief. Whereas like, imagine if you had a great life and then you died, you'd be so miserable with it. No, but I really didn't. I didn't know that about you. I didn't know that you would think of life as negative like so that if you died that well life isn't positive or negative life just is and how we interpret it is the add-on we each put our own lens into what life is and that's why humans have interests in other humans is they like to see what lens did this person put on it what lens did this person that's why a lot of people are attracted to positive people because if they feel bad about their life they're like oh i want to see their positive lens whereas the reason I put kind of a negative lens on life is because I don't know what happens when I die. And if this gorgeous, miraculous creation from a divine being is that I get to experience and I get to breathe air and I get to walk and I get to see nature and I get to hear birds chirp and I get to see like rainbows and I get to see the sunshine and then that goes away from me, that would make me cry forever. So I have to think of it as dark and fucked up and rape and murder and genocide and serial killers and illness and disease and poverty because that way I feel okay letting life go. And also okay not procreating. Exactly. That's sad. That's a dark fucking night. <laughs> <laughs> that's really sad. But that's what it is. I don't know what happens when I die. So... I have to live my life according to that weird, obscure fact that I don't think others uh, put into the equation. 
so I don't even know it. I manipulate myself into think I'm being manipulated by life being some weird cosmic thing so I can feel okay with letting go because it's fucking heartbreaking. Like this life that's so gorgeous and so miraculous and so beautiful and so intrinsically everything is the perfect design and so beautiful and so consciousness itself is amazing that would go away from me and i don't know if i'll ever see it again that familiarity that breathing that walking that seeing that hearing birds chirping and the trees going that all that godlike beauty is going to go away from me and i can't control that it just is i have to distort the picture of it so i can feel okay letting go and accepting whatever death is right but i mean a lot of us believe that it's only going to be heightened and brought to another. Well, that's what I believe, but also. But you have I don't to know. make yourself feel that it's going to be shit and it's going to go away and you're going to be miserable because if it's not that case. If life is better than death, then I fucked up. If being in life is better than death, then I fucked my whole life up and I would be so. I would feel heartbroken over that. Wow. Like I wasted my life. I don't focused on death rather than living in my life. Yeah. Rather than living the life that God gave me, I was so fixated on death because it was so terrifying when I was a teenager and I didn't understand it and I had mental illness and I had schizophrenic voices and schizophrenic hallucinations and no one around me could explain what was happening to me. So I was going to church and I was going to therapists and I was reading all these ancient religions and shit i was trying to figure out what that unknown was i couldn't focus on the known which is life yeah that sounds about right yeah <sighs> well i got to learn a lot about ranger random eternal life so this is ranger random and deputy durazo signing off <laughs>